Warning, this episode contains foul language and should be enjoyed with a side of lobster. podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. Each episode, we sit down with a buddy and we talk about something weird. This week is another edition of Hometown Haunts. We're traveling to basically the furthest state that we could think of from where we currently are. We're headed out to Maine. You know Maine for the seafood rolls, the beautiful foliage, and being the home of our favorite king of horror, Stephen King. Or if you're a Grey's Anatomy fan, the birthplace of McDreamy himself, Patrick Dempsey. But today, we're going to dig a little deeper and chat about some of the monsters, murderers, and ghosties you may not have heard of. So grab yourself a lobster roll and let's head to the coast. My name is Lauren, and this is my beautiful, <laughs> witchy co-host, Ashley. Hi, weirdo. I'm sorry my intros are I love your too intros. Much. They're so great. Every time I do them, I'm like, you're listening to us. Tune in or don't. I like. I to, don't care. like to have a little fun with mine. <laughs> and joining us today for her second time is Maine native and lovely lady from episode 30 on Superhumans called The Dark Kate Rises. It's Kate. Hi, weirdos. That was the best intro I think I've ever that was, gotten. You, for you've ma- outdone yourself. That was Pretty amazing. Proud. Pretty yeah. proud of it. Thank that you. That was really good. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. I'm speechless. Welcome, yeah. Kate. Yeah, welcome back. <laughs> Now all I hear, I'm just, just like lobster on repeat. Now I <laughs> want a lobster roll so bad. So it was a mistake to mention. They're amazing. Oh, this is an, so an important question. Yes. For your lobster rolls, do you do mayo or do you do, what's the other one? Butter. 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 Butter, butter oh. or mayo? Uh, if it's a roll, mayo. If you're eating lobster, butter. Okay. Butter melted. Butter. Buckets I'm the butter rat I yeah. See, I feel like I missed out because when I went to Maine, my one and only time going to Maine, I was told you have to have a lobster roll. And I said, absolutely. Why wouldn't I? And then I was given a lobster roll, but I didn't get to choose. And I got butter, and which was fine. It was delicious. Mm. But then they were like, yeah, you can also get mayo. And I was like, why didn't I get you felt a little robbed. That's fair. I've never encountered a choice before. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No. Well, I, we were at some stand. I don't know. That's no, that's the way yeah. to do it. Yeah, just like a random stand. Yeah. No, I didn't get to. And I also got to have there's an ice cream place. I don't remember what it was called, but they had like world famous blueberry mm-hmm. ice cream. Mm-hmm. And I Yes, please. Just about shit my pants. It was so good. Yeah, we're known for definitely known for they're a different size. They're small. They're like these tiny yeah, little, little like native. Seeds. They make the best pies in the world because it's mm, more texture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hungry now. <laughs> this all so sounds good. lovely. Yeah, um, I I ate a lot of blueberry pies growing up. A lot. Yeah, one of the things I was uh, I saw there's like a sideshow sideshow. Uh, side. What's that called? Side attraction, like roadside. There roadside we go. Roadside attraction. attraction. That's like a blueberry theme park. 
Now that is something that I don't oh, know anything man. about. That it sounds looks glorious. creepy. Yeah, it that's like an terrifying. Old, yeah, it's like an old, like abandoned metal mini roller coaster that's oh like God. shaped like a blueberry. Oh. And then, like in the backyard, I don't think there's any rides. I wouldn't get on one. Oh, yeah, it's I wouldn't trust very it. Very scary. And I think they make like blueberry pies and blueberry ice cream, and it's like blueberry, blueberry, blueberry. And but then there was like a bunch of mannequins. I don't know. Ooh. You have to look it up. What it was were the really mannequins for? just posing. Yeah, part of the theme. I don't like it. I know. It, it literally like, like it I, I looked at pictures of it, and it looked like a fallout, like a like <gasps> one of, like the testing sites where <gasps> it's like we're gonna bomb this place. <laughs> for no. some reason we have mannequins here i don't know don't ask questions <laughs> don't ask questions but that's why we have them they're all the paint was chipped off their face it's really oh. creepy so anyways that's my Is that ad like deep wood like backwoods pit. northern oh blueberry blueberry, blueberry blueberry hill, hill. <laughs> we both went there. blueberry hill maine that's where it was so maine you were born in maine i was you yeah. lived there till when um, I lived there until I was about seven, and then we moved to Massachusetts. Uh, but my dad has been in Maine my entire life. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. He he has been there almost his entire life, I think, since age two. So I love Maine. Yeah. There's this, have I've you never been? been? No, I've always wanted to go. There's a smell. Yes. Because there's a mixture of like sea smells. I was going to say. And then like, like very lush forest smells. Oh. Sounds like perfection. I've never smelled anything like it. I'm a huge Maine fan. I got to spend one afternoon there. That's we were visiting, not enough. No, we were visiting no, Joe's grandfather. Yeah. So like we drove up from Connecticut, which was like a three hour drive. Yeah, because everything the afternoon there is with him. two seconds yeah. away from each other. Spent the afternoon with him and then like drove all the way back to Connecticut that evening. Mm-hmm. So I got to spend like four hours in Maine and I'm... Die. It was my favorite part of the trip. We went to Connecticut. We went to Boston. We went to Salem, and we went to Maine. And Maine was by far my favorite. Oh, I, I can't it. wait to visit someday. <laughs> yeah, it sounds amazing. It's a, it's a very different place. I think it's sort of isolated. Sometimes I feel like it's part of Canada. It's the only state in the country that's a single syllable. <gasps> Interesting. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. I know. It I'm, is. The reason yep. we got quiet is because <laughs> yep. we're thinking of the I was states. like, yep. Alabama, Indiana, Kentucky. <laughs> That's what my <laughs> mind was doing. <laughs> Texas, I know. Nope, I was starting on the West yeah. Coast, like going down, looking at all the states. Oh my gosh, it is. Yep. Wow. It's, I was born in Brunswick. I lived there yes. when I was little, but I have spent every holiday, summers, lengthy periods of time there since I was little. Can you so. do a main dialect? Ooh, um, mm. yeah, I can give you words. There's certain words. I didn't realize there was a main I can, I can give you, you some main slang. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, so um, we were at this. I learned this in the past year. Thanks to my dad. They are staying in a house while their house is being um, like refurbished or remodeled uh, on the coast. And we saw uh, just a little whaler out in the bay because they're right on the coast. And uh, my dad standing at the window goes. Tunk it chummy. Excuse me. And I turned to him and I was like, what? What? Excuse me? What? Pardon? What did you Pardon? Say? What was that? Um, tunk it chummy. Tunk it. So chummy is a, is a term of endearment. You would call your friends chummy. A lot of parents call their kids chummy. That's cute. It's really, it's cute. And then tunk it basically just means haul ass. So he was like, go get them, yeah. yeah. tiger, basically. Yeah. <laughs> go 
get him tiger is no my dad does not have a main accent normally but when he says certain phrases it's just it'll come will you out say it out. again in the main dialect tonk it chummy tonk it chummy <laughs> I like I like it and hate it. You know one. a main <laughs> dialect because you have seen Pet Cemetery. Is that what that is? Yeah, the Mena. Yeah, the, Mena. Uh, Mena. Uh huh. It's weird. They stay away from there. Yeah, there. Yeah, there. Stay away from the road. It basically, I never sounds... knew that that was Maine because I've Maine. heard that. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. It sounds it's sort weird. of like every single person is a perpetually old fisherman. Yeah. yeah. It does sound like a That's also man. slightly <laughs> either dizzy or drunk. Yeah. 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 Had a few drinks. Yeah. For sure. Jonah's a really good one, too, because like I said, his grandparents lived there his whole life. Yeah. And uh, and even when I met his grandpa, I was like, it was because he kind of had like a little bit of more of like a just like New Englandy dialect. But right. again, every so- there was a big one. They, they, uh, they, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, and like just like Wicked that, good. yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's there. It lives in me. I just it doesn't you definitely come. have it in there. Aya is just kind of like a word on its own. Yes, um, Aya. it's yeah, <laughs> it's it's a sharp inhale <laughs> while saying Aya, basically. <laughs> and it's a it, you're I just can't agreeing. Even do it. Yeah, Kate it's is magical. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to explain <laughs> how to do it. It's weird. There yeah. are things like I that, can't. just like where we're from. Uh, mine is I always leave out to be. So I will say my car needs washed. And Joe thinks that's hilarious. And I'm like, what? I didn't even like, blink an eye at you I saying know. that. So my hair needs washed. Thing. Yeah, my hair needs Gabby, washed. Uh, what was it? Gabby needs brushed. The apartment like, needs cleaned. The apartment <laughs> needs cleaned. Exactly. Carpet that was one I said the other day. And Joe just gets a huge kick out of it. Huh. And I don't need an I'm Illinois like, thing? I think so. Because yeah, I have, have never out, heard that. We leave that. out to be. I did My not cat think that was wrong in any way. <laughs> yes. When you said that, I was like, what's the punchline? What's the punchline to this joke? <laughs> Isn't that how we all speak? Nope. All right. Um, <laughs> we are backwards trash <laughs> we sure are and no proud. it's just a regional thing yeah. it's just my parents don't i i was trying to think i was like i don't think i've ever heard my parents say to be in their life right it's just we don't car need needs it washed. right <laughs> leave it out just it car takes needs too much cut, cut to the chase yeah. car needs washed and ashley and i both okay, the mystery scholar. we've never solved is that we both say what's his toes instead of what's his face but but we have never discovered where that came from because mm. I feel like neither of our parents say that. No. I've heard what's his nuts a lot, but not what? what's his toes. toes. You've yeah. never heard what's his nuts? Uh-uh. Really? What's his nuts? What's no. his nuts? I, I like kind of that. like that. That's funny. <laughs> no, yeah. We, we When we met, we were saying like, what's his toes? And we were like, ah. And then we tried to figure out, I thought maybe... I picked it up from you. And I thought maybe I picked it up from her. But then I talked to my mom and she said, no, you've always said that. It's weird. Both our parents were like, yeah, you've always said it, but we didn't know why. So we like Googled it. (laughs) We like Googled it to try and figure out like who, like was it in a movie? No. No. We have no idea. What's his toast? It was just the universe bringing us together. This is the only two people that say that. What's his toast? Anyway. Anyway, so today's a Hometown Haunts episode. It's one of my favorite I love episodes these. because we get to talk about the haunts, the murders, and the monsters in each state. And we have quite a bit to talk about today, so we'll get started. Wilder is here. I don't You're know hear if you some guys coos. could hear him, but he's fine. He'll so be right. we can't talk about Maine without talking about Stephen King, the That's master right. 
the governor of, horror, of the governor no. of Maine. <laughs> yeah. the, he would never. The president ever. of Maine. <laughs> the president, the king of Maine. <laughs> the queen and is Linda Bean, and the king is Linda Bean. Linda Bean, Ella Bean's granddaughter. Oh, granddaughter, Linda. Really. All right. Linda Bean. Linda right. Bean and Stephen King. Yes. <laughs> Linda Bean and my grandmother were actually friends. Quite, really? quite good friends. Yeah. That's fun. I like yeah. that. Stephen King. Uh, you guys probably know a lot about him. Maybe you don't. I'm going to tell you some facts here. Stephen King, my favorite author, has published. Published? Published. Add a little wine. It's fine. <laughs> a little bit of rosé. Stephen rosa. King has published 58 novels and written over 200 short stories. And he's still going. He's got a new novel out next year and probably one after that and probably the year after that until Always. he dies. Yep. Stephen King him. has hits and misses. Um, especially during his alcohol and cocaine years, but he's honestly the greatest writer of our time, just based on the amount that he's able to write. It's kind of insane. His books are enormous. They're huge. He writes 2,000 words a day. And he's not one of those people that writes a huge book just to write a huge book, because I feel like you can read a a big book that's like, oh, this could have been cut in half. Like, (laughs) the stories are so compelling and amazing and... Yeah, his, he's his world building is so his world building yes, is amazing, yeah. so good. But right. also the characters that he's able to write as, like he writes as women, and he writes mm-hmm. as children, and he writes as old people. He writes in the point of view of the monster. Like his first novel that was ever published was Carrie, and it was the point of view of a sixteen-year-old girl. How do you? Do and that? he's a man. Most authors can't do that. Even the authors that we have that are as prolific as he is or, or, or that put out the same amount of work that he does. You know, Stephen King's only done a couple sequels mm-hmm. and a couple, you know, spinoffs or whatever. Like most of it is original work. Yeah. And because c- you think of John Grisham, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? My but they're like, loves John Grisham. Oh, yeah. John Grisham, again, puts out so much work. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, it's the same character as the lead in every book. So, like, there's nothing against it. But Stephen King can write as anybody. That's true. Also, like you said, the world building. The best thing about being a Stephen King fan and having read a majority of his works is being able to see when they cross over. So, for example, one of my favorite things in the book 112263, which is a book about a guy who finds a portal to 1963 and the whole premise of the book is that he's trying to go back in time to stop the assassination of JFK right but during the course of the book he ends up going through Derry Maine and he ends up running into he like cuts through a park and he ends up running into a young girl named Beverly Mm -hmm. and a loudmouth kid named Richie and he just has like a quick conversation with them and it's like I'm sitting here like oh my god (laughs) <laughs> like it's Bev and Richie's beep beep Richie from it. Like right. I, my mind's blown. But if you hadn't read it or you didn't know anything about it, you would just like, be like, "What a sweet people? scene with these two kids that he ran into." Right. right. It's amazing. I love him. So he was born in Portland, Maine. Yes, there is a Portland, Maine. I <laughs> technically that was the first Portland. Yes. Oh. And yeah. that was something we were talking about earlier. Stand by me mm-hmm. takes place in Portland, Portland. Maine. Right. But when they made Makes the sense. movie, they made it Portland, Oregon, mm-hmm. which is like, what? So dumb. Why? Like, it's like, <laughs> why? Why? What <laughs> is the point of that? I honestly. <laughs> it makes no sense. It's not like Stephen King wasn't around. Like, right. write him a letter. Ask him. 
<laughs> so he was also born... everything that he writes. Everything he writes is, is related Maine. to Maine. Like, yeah. yeah, they're all connected to Maine. He was born in Portland, Maine. His dad was a seaman who left the family when Stephen was two. He and his brother were raised by their mother alone, and they were poor as shit. But she made it work. Stephen grew up. He went to the University of Maine. He got a Bachelor of Arts in English. He wrote a column for the student newspaper. He had a daughter. He met his future wife, Tabitha, who he is still married to all Love these it. years later. So also, sweet. the name Tabitha is amazing. That's a great name. I never I, heard it anymore. No, you don't. Tabitha King. Mm-hmm. Nice. After college, he sold one or two short stories, The Raft being one of them, which if you've seen Creep Show 2, you know The Raft is too scary for me. Have you seen Creep Show 2? <laughs> no. Really? No. Okay. I you have homework. Okay. So Creep Show 2, two, guys, if you've seen Creep Show 2, there's three stories. There's the one with the um the wooden statue of the Indian, which is like fine. And then there's the hitchhiker about the woman who hits the hitchhiker and then he like comes back to life and terrorizes her. And then there's one called The Raft. And it's about these like four kids who they go to this like private beachy area on a lake. Mm-hmm. And there's a sign that says like absolutely no swimming. And they but there's like a floating uh one of those like wooden like a dock docks like, yeah, that like yeah. floats right. in the middle of the lake. Yeah. And they swim out to it. And once they get out to it, there's this thing in the water that almost looks like an oil spill mm. that like comes towards them and traps them out there on the raft. And it's like acid. Like if it touches you, it like burns your skin off and they can't get off. So the whole story, these kids are, and kids, they're like teens, they're trapped out on this floating raft and they can't get off. And I think that's too much of a nightmare for me. fucking scary. That's so anyways, horrifying. Yeah. So that was one of his earliest works, but he didn't hit it big until 1973 when his fourth novel, titled Carrie, was accepted by a publisher. It was his very first published novel written on a portable typewriter that belonged to his wife, (laughs) and his wife actually helped him with the novel, providing for him a female perspective when he got stuck with things like, what's it like to have your first period? Right. (laughs) That's fair. When Carrie was published, Stephen and Tabitha couldn't even afford a phone. Doubleday, wow. the publisher, had to send a telegram to the house congratulating Stephen on his publication and gave him a $2,500 advance to buy a phone. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> because they were so poor. So poor. From there, he went on to publish Salem's Lot. He wrote and published The Shining. He wrote and published The Stand. And to reign in the 80s, he published Different Seasons, which was a collection of four novellas. Three of the four went on to become movies. The Body, which became Stand By Me, mm-hmm. Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption, which became the Shawshank Redemption, and Apt Pupil, which became Apt Pupil, and the rest was history. Amazing. We actually almost lost so Stephen King once. Did you guys know he was in like a horrible accident in the 90s? No. Like no. horrible. I didn't either. Really? I said that to Joe and he How was like, you don't remember news? when he was in this accident? And I was like, um, no. No. Okay. No? I just no. remember Princess Diana from that. I know. The only car accident I remember. That's the accident of the 90s. Maybe that's why we hadn't heard about it because everyone right? just overshadowed right. with Diane. Too worried about her. Well, in 1999, he was walking on the shoulder of Maine State Route 5. Yeah. Okay. Which <laughs> mean anything to you. Question mark. And a driver of a minivan named Brian Edwin Smith, who was distracted by his unrestrained dog in the back seat, smashed into Stephen King. <gasps> 
He had a collapsed right lung, multiple fractures of his right leg, scalp lacerations, and a broken hip. Oh, like, damn. Like, he yeah. almost died. That's intense. He had to stay in the hospital for 25 days. He had to have five operations. His hip was shattered, and he could only sit for about 40 minutes before the pain became unbearable. So writing ended up being, like, the hardest really thing for him hard. to do because he couldn't uh, sit. Yeah. So um, this is kind of crazy. The driver of the vehicle that struck him, Brian Edwin Smith, was found dead at his main home in September of the following year on Stephen King's birthday in an apparent suicide. Whoa. Whoa. The two men also had the same middle name, Edwin. It wasn't like Michael. It was Edwin. Right. Not. A and the thing name. is, is that they say apparent suicide because he overdosed on fentanyl. Okay. Which is a painkiller, right? Fentanyl is a painkiller. So, yeah. So it could have been an accidental overdose, but it is kind of interesting it that it timing. happened on Stephen King's birthday the next yeah, year. And the cool. thing, when I brought that up to Joe, he was like, yeah, you don't hit Stephen King with your car if you live in Maine. No. That's like very Stephen, true. Like, I guarantee this guy got shit every day. People oh, yeah. hounded him almost killed. Stephen King. Our yeah. native son. He's like, I can't Stephen even King. be our here poster anymore. child. Yeah, yeah, our poster oh. child. So that's King that. Some things you may not know about Stephen King, just to wrap it up. Stephen is a huge rock and roll fan. Hey. Him and <laughs> he and Tabitha own three radio stations in Maine. Stephen Fun. King is also a part of an all writers rock band called the Rock Bottom Remainders. What? Shut your and mouth. And their motto is we play music as well as Metallica writes novels. <laughs> Please tell me they have actual concerts in Maine because I know. I'm like, yeah, what? they've played How can before. We see like live, which is the best. my new <laughs> favorite thing. I'm hoping I can find some YouTube videos yeah. of them yeah. playing. Gotta see them in action. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem like they're great. So over- <laughs> I love that's even better though that yeah, they just it do seem it. Like they they try do it to be. because they love it, yeah, not they because they're like to. good. Over 200 movies and television shows have been adapted from Stephen King novels or characters, but he's only directed one movie. Oh. It was called Maximum Overdrive in 1986. And it's so bad <laughs> that it's one of my favorite movies ever made. I have a Maximum Overdrive painting right behind me. Yeah, That's how do. much I love Maximum Overdrive. It's Starring so bad Emilio that it's wonderful. Estevez, the Mighty Duck Man. I we swear love to God. <laughs> and I was all, Emilio! <laughs> That's how you feel while watching this movie. It also <laughs> stars uh, Yardley Smith, who's the voice of Lisa from The Simpsons. Oh my god. That's pretty much the what? only people that's in it. And what no, there's why? a ton of people in it, but it's bad. The entire soundtrack is ACDC. Yes. And King himself has stated that he was on so much cocaine during the production of the movie, he barely remembers making it. Yikes. <laughs> that's okay, great news. So now I can't wait to watch. <laughs> you have to rent it right away. It's so good. Um, it's bad. <laughs> Stephen King does not sign autographs outside of book signings. This is rumored to be because of a superstition, but actually it's because King hates the idolatry of celebrities. Mm. Also, he says if he signed everything he was asked to, all he would do when leaving his house would be sign autographs. So he does not do it. Fair. I mentioned this earlier. King writes 2000 words a day, which is why writing his novels only takes about three to six months. 
His record is The Running Man, one of his shorter novels at 304 pages, which he wrote in 10 days. I can't. Like wrote wow. and like kind of edited and like sent to his publisher to or like to in his 10 editor days, to you like said? 10 days. That's bonkers. To be sent back. Yeah. And finally, my favorite Stephen King quote. People want to know why I do this, why I write such gross stuff. I like to tell them I have the heart of a small boy and I keep it in a jar on my desk. Hmm. I love that <laughs> like way to turn it around at the end of that quote um, so well. I truly love that man. I've read he's I haven't glorious. read everything he's ever written, obviously, because I would have to be like ninety to get through it all. But he's but just he's, he's so talented and mm-hmm. um I do hope I actually I don't know. He, I don't think he's expressed any interest in directing again. <laughs> Do you think Post I feel like yeah. he's kind of like you know what I did I it. Tried it. It didn't work out. I'll just let Frank Darabont direct all my. <laughs> yeah, I'm we'll gonna, call it good. Yeah, I'm gonna keep we'll handing that over to somebody so, else. But uh, I'm a big fan. Oh, Penny's in here. Penny's here. She won't be here long. She will notice that there's a baby here. She's again terrified she of Wilder. You know he's a big monster. Yeah, so. he's a big scary monster. <laughs> I get it. So speaking of monsters and ghosts and ghouls, let's talk about some haunted places yeah. in Maine. Yeah. All There's of the places. Yeah. All of the places. All of the places. <laughs> Every place you go. Every place. All of the places. It was pretty funny because I started asking my parents for stories and they were like, I don't know. Let me think about it. Let me think about it. And then all of a sudden, I was just getting flooded with text messages and phone calls and being like, oh, yeah, no, I remember this thing. Now I remember this thing. It's because everything's haunted. (laughs) Um, But kind of piggybacking on Stephen King, a good place to start is with the Mount Hope Cemetery. So this is the cemetery that um, was actually like based pet cemetery even though it's not a pet cemetery it's like a real cemetery um but it's really famous it was in the original film okay um they probably when gage's funeral Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think so yeah that's where stephen king plays the pastor yep i didn't know that (laughs) i'm like imagining the scene in my head cameo cameo in his films why wouldn't you why wouldn't you stephen king yeah and he plays the priest but he'll yeah yeah be like i'll be in it like i'll be here for a hot second i'll put my weird face in this thing (laughs) he was the priest at gage's funeral in pet cemetery i'm pretty sure my gosh i love it but that's that's the cemetery. cemetery. That's the cool. cemetery. Cool. Um, so people have uh, described hearing sounds of um, scratching. They've seen orbs. There are accounts of shadow people that will follow you around, especially after dusk. Cool. Um, and it's actually been caught in photographs. Oh. So there's images Amazing. of these shadow people which is just creepy That's apparently awful. it was a former native american burial ground of like course it was. so many haunted places because just colonialism they're just very atrocious and they're everywhere um <laughs> also i i will say the the cemeteries that i've seen in new england are just so old yes and they're everywhere. And they're everywhere. There's like every they're street had a cemetery. Every street has some sort yeah. of burial plot, tiny like, church or cemetery. Yeah. The further you go across the country, because like Illinois has got some really old cemeteries. That's yeah. very true. And then you come to LA and it's like. And it's like one giant green. One giant green. <laughs> forest lawn. The grass is mowed. <laughs> That's where you go. Yeah, exactly. Hollywood you forever. Go, Hollywood yeah. forever. Hollywood forever and forest lawn. Where they have like parties <laughs> it's like this is not 
a haunted cemetery. Yeah, I mean, we used <laughs> to play. I don't know if you guys ever played this game, but I remember being in Maine when I was little. All my friends and I, when we were in the car, we would play a game where if hold a, your breath. Yeah, we would yeah. hold our breath until a that. white house with black shutters. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. No, no we took it a step me? further. You just changed it. But you have <laughs> yeah. to understand, you just the a game. lot of the houses in Maine are white houses with black shutters. So okay. that's just uh, very likely to pass one. Yeah, usually next door. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> usually on okay. either side. Because ours like, were, Damn. hold the breath until you pass the cemetery. Exactly. Once you're past yes. the cemetery, you can breathe again. Because right. the cemeteries in Illinois still are very long. Right. Yeah. They're like, like You'd be holding your breath for quite some time. Yep. So we would have to hold our breath until a White House with black shutters. That's and so I think funny. it was something to do with like the symbology of the White House with the black shutters, where the black shutters were there to keep out evil spirits. Oh, oh. yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. okay. Or maybe because it looked like a ghost. That too. Like a ghost is black like shutters, sheet? little eyeballs or something. <laughs> yeah. A sheet with two black claws. Oh. <laughs> That's out. exactly why. Mm. So there are a lot of creepy cemeteries. Right. I'm not going to name all of them, but that one is kind of the... The big the one because it, one. it does relate to Stephen King. There is that also- the place? Because uh, one, one of the things I was reading when I was looking up Stephen King stuff, is that the place that he would like go when he was in college I'm to write? Sure. Oh, okay. There was some, I don't remember what cemetery it was, but there was, that was like his place to go study for exams, write papers. He would go to the cemetery. Why is he, why is he writing in a cemetery? I just feel like. <laughs> that's just. A, he's my. Yeah. Soulmate? <laughs> because oh. he's my soulmate. Maybe that's why. <laughs> Sorry, Tabitha. My dad also used to um, live next door to a cemetery, oh, which okay. I feel like I mentioned briefly in our first time around. I but think so. That yeah. sounds familiar. And he, his, his, uh, that cemetery was home to the rotting corpse of L.L. Bean. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Great place corpse. to live. I, I know. The rotting corpse. Fucking disgusting rotting corpse. LLB is great. We love you, LLB. We're sorry. Sorry, sorry Kate. great. So mean today. <laughs> Go on. So there are also some crazy haunts on the roads. So Stephen oh. King was right hit on the side of the road, but mm-hmm. he didn't die. But there are two different women that are known to haunt two different um, routes. It's Route 11 and Route 26. And they're all kind of more coastal, close, you know, closer to southern Maine or in southern Maine. The white lady of Route 11, uh, it's been said that a bride and groom lost control of their car, crashed the car, but they were both okay. The groom asked her to stay with the car and he would go get help so that she would be safe. Why would you ever leave somebody to be safe, though? Can we... Yeah. yeah, you'll no, be safe be like, hey, if I leave you together. alone. Yeah. So he went to go get the authorities, um, came back, and she was nowhere to be found, vanished without what? a trace. But uh, there have been several accounts where, on especially on a foggy night, which happens a lot in Maine yeah. just because it is on the coast and they have a lot of varying temperatures, so fog is super common. And That's uh, one of the inspirations for the story The Mist. Go yes. on. Love yeah, it. Yep, exactly. Because it's, it's so foggy. Makes yep. sense. So especially on foggy nights, um, drivers have seen the white lady walking the edges of this road, pulled over to help, and she will get in the back seat of no! the car. Right. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as they start to drive off, she disappears. Sorry, we yelled at you. <laughs> I'm sorry for the shouting, but dear God, I hate that. <laughs> I don't That's want it. Too much. It's oh, sort of a creepy. similar MO with the Route 26 Phantom Hitchhiker, except she's a little bit more modern. She's set, I think, 
it's about the 1930s that she probably passed away. She's always dressed really well, like dressed to the nines, full She's gown kind of thing. She's going to a party. Cars will pull over to the side of the road, convince her to get in the car, have full conversations with her. She's even changed the radio dial. Oh. And then the driver will go, like, because they're feeling comfortable, start to ask her questions, and she will vanish. So she's like, don't talk to me. <laughs> I yeah. was here for the silence. Yep. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Also, so- way to represent ladies. I like that it's the ladies, <laughs> it's the ladies on the road. <laughs> Although, so my dad told me a story about, uh, he was like 20, 20, 21, somewhere in there. Um, and he was driving along one of the back roads in Maine, heading back to the house. He was with his brother and one other friend. And he was telling me, I know the road. It's it's like southern Yarmouth, close to Falmouth, which probably means nothing to you guys. But it's nope. between Portland and Brunswick <laughs> okay. on the coast. I know I can are. do I can do that. And they were <laughs> they were driving along the road. And out of absolute nowhere, a farmer in blue jean overalls is dead center in the middle of the road. <gasps> oh. My dad slams on the brakes of the car and he vanishes into thin air. Oh, I gosh. had not heard that story until today. Damn. <laughs> until yep. today. You're like, Dad? <laughs> I was like, you've been holding out on me. How did you hold that in? What That's is with terrifying. dads, man? Because that happened to me with a Shakespeare murder that I did that oh, I yeah. did all the research for for the episode or for the oh, podcast. Dad was like, oh yeah, duh. Where like all of a sudden he was like, I brought it up and I was like, Have you ever heard of the the murder of this guy, John Shakespeare? And he was like, Yeah, I was wondering when you were gonna ask me about that. And I literally Why don't you I just like, tell me? Did you kill him? Like what? <laughs> Wondered when you were gonna ask me. I was wondering when you were gonna catch on. (laughs) Yeah, I was just like, "What do you mean?" He's in the base. Yeah, Taz, goofy. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so those are those are the spirits that walk the sides of the roads. And then there's also okay, so we'll move to haunted houses. There's like haunted everything. So I I I just kind of got one of each. Yeah, haunted Walmart. Every category. Haunted Walmart. (laughs) Haunted haunted backyards. So this is the. It's called the Olson House. It was built. The Olson twins live there. Yeah. I bet that's yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. okay. Yep. Continue. No. <laughs> it's called, so it's called the Olson House. Uh, it was built in the mid 1700s, refurbished in the second half of the 1800s, and um, it's actually the it's a really famous house because of Andrew Wyeth and a painting. Oh God, Christina's Lament or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah where okay. she's it's the woman in the fields, and yeah. there's a house in the background, and she's you know kind of yeah like, down on the ground. She's wearing a pink dress. So this house is that house that's in the background. Oh, wow. And Christina Crazy. was a real wom- woman that lived in the house. Okay. Um, and she was stricken. Was she I lamenting think, over? I think she was stricken with polio. Oh. But okay. Andrew Wyeth Bummer. Be- became friends with her and then right. painted her sort of in three. D- it's actually three different women that he used as models for that particular painting. But that house was then used as inspiration for the Silent Hill video game franchise, oh. which the video <laughs> games are are supposed to take place in Maine. Okay. Whereas the movie takes place in West Virginia. Right. Gotcha. Whereas the real inspiration for the burning coals is a real Centralia, place in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I only know that because I'm from Centralia, Illinois. Right. And when I tell people, if I just say I'm from Centralia, they're like Pennsylvania. I'm like, I forget no. that that's a thing. No. It's the Illinois No, one. the only people that live there are like the weird mutants that... <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not a real town. <laughs> that live... Under, um, in the fire. In the fire. Yeah. <laughs> the Go weird on. fire mutants. So... Uh, I think because there has been so so many owners of this house. I mean, it's an old house, 1700s. Mm-hmm. So it's old land. I think because there have been so many 
homeowners and so many, um, you know, like Christina having such a huge illness um, and passing away on the property. Visitors have reported lights turning on and off, cold spots, smells of old timey perfume, uh, ghostly gold. And especially from the street, people have seen ghostly glows through the windows as if somebody's carrying a lantern through the house. Oh, wow. Even when there's nobody there. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah, super fun. Um, I don't like it when you can see the haunting from across the street. Yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, that's when it's excuse solid. Excuse me? This yeah. is a, there's no car. Nobody, clearly nobody's <laughs> there's here. There's definitely no one there. Why is there a light in the window? <laughs> Why is there a strange lantern, insidious style don't going to this that. house? Yeah. Uh-oh. No, I also found out today, so my niece lives in Maine. My oldest, well, I have two nieces. They both live in Maine because they're sisters. I don't know. They're children children and they're sisters. And they can't make decisions. (laughs) They can't can't choose where they want to live They're little babies. Um, But my stepmom told me today that that my niece came to the house a couple weeks ago to come visit and she started drawing and she was, you know, hanging out and she was drawing this house and there was a person in the window and my... uh, my stepmother asked her what she was drawing and she goes, oh, I'm drawing the ghost that I saw in the window on the way here. Cool. Great. I was like, solid. Yeah, I was going to say, that's when you go like, awesome. And then you go in the other room and you cry. You have to cry secretly. (laughs) You go, oh my gosh. I don't want Wilder to say those horrifying things that kids say. Kids say them though. I know. Brace yourself. I just have to prepare. He's gonna. Yeah. He's my gonna niece also see things. I mean she sees definitely things that are not there. She yeah. see there's a man in the house that they live in that she sees and his name is Frank and she knows that he has never had a birthday. Oh. But he likes to dance. Oh. And okay. he's an older gentleman. Oh my. How old is she? She's seven. Okay. And she sees Frank who likes to dance. She's seen Frank since she was four or five. Really? Yeah. She's been talking about him for a while. She's been talking about Frank for years. And it seems like she's saying detailed things that it's not just imaginary friends. And she doesn't doesn't call him her friend. She just calls him the Frank, the man in the house. Okay. He's not not her friend. Me and Frank are going to pick Apple. No, not at all. She'll be like, oh, Frank's in the hallway. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's terrifying. That's team too much. I can't. Uh, is she very? Is she gifted? Is she like very, very intelligent? Very. We just had an episode on uh, creepy kids, mm-hmm. essentially, and in my research, I had to stop listening during the murders. Yeah, bad. they I were. Know. They I knew. Were I like we. I think we said warning several times because it's like, like it's not yeah. an episode for everybody. It's it was it's a lot. very dark. I was like, I and can I was, handle this usually, but whew, no, it was that was too, bad. Too My much husband for me. too. Like he he rarely tunes in. <laughs> he loves me so much, um, but he listened to that episode. He's like, man, now especially that we have a kid, he's like, I had to turn that off. That was brutal. I was like, I was literally breastfeeding Wilder while reading those stories, yeah. and it oh. felt so wrong and awful. But anyway. Whoa. It was rough. But in the episode before that, during the like psychic children portion, yeah. there was a psychiatrist who discovered that the gifted children, the the children that are more advanced than especially other kids in their age range, seem to be able to experience that stuff more. Mm. And it's almost as if they get, it's almost as if they're like bored with, other things more right. often and they pay closer attention to, to their environment their to environment. their environment 
and, and like and the changes. Yeah. 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 So huh. every time now when someone tells me like, yeah, my niece is like seeing so I'm like, is she gifted? Is she smart? Is she smart? Is she, is she, she, really, smart? Smart? Is she really intelligent? <laughs> yeah. She's really intelligent. Like every time people are like, yeah, she's like crazy smart. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew it. I knew it. No. I get it. She's, I get a, it. she's a gifted kiddo for sure. <laughs> Take a, a slight turn to a lighthouse. Oh, there has to be a haunted gonna, lighthouse. Gotta be on a, there's like especially 12. in Maine, yeah. Yeah. in one city. Right. So this is the Seguin Island Lighthouse built in 1795. And then it fell to the ground, basically, because it was made out of wood and it was replaced by stone and a stone tower in the 1800s. And a lot of lighthouse keepers have died there because lighthouse keepers don't leave the lighthouse. So it makes sense. It's not a weird thing. Thing that they have mm-hmm. apparently cameras and phones fail mm. in the tower oh. uh you can hear footsteps and voices in the stairwell that aren't like other tourists like you'll hear voices go all the way up and nobody's there right and come back down and people smell old tobacco smoke oh, oh. yeah so maybe yeah. an old lighthouse keeper was a big puffing smoker away. puffing away i think so but there was a famed murder at the lighthouse one of the light keeper he and his wife went out there. They brought a piano with them for entertainment. Mm-hmm. His wife could only sight read, and they only brought one song. So she played the same song over oh, and killer. over again until he went crazy. He killed her? He took an axe to the piano I feel and then to bad his for wife. I just saying I would kill her. <laughs> she got like, murdered. wait, but that was the truth. <laughs> that was really what happened. Why did she only bring one sock? That's on her. I'm sorry. Learn chapsticks. Also, like if you, if you only play one song, I mean, I don't know. Figure out a variation to it. Yeah. Or pretend write you know, your own song. Like, exactly. Do anything. Do but anything play but play that song. one song. But that's oh the legend. Oh yeah. shit! She might yeah. have been doing it like to get her husband. Yeah, maybe She's like, she kill was kill me. So I don't want to be. I don't want to be. Just put me out of my misery. I wonder yeah. what song it was. I know. Doesn't matter. That's a horrible story. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> so, weird. so he chopped up the piano and then killed, chopped her up. Mm-hmm. Mm. Man. Yep. And then killed her. Mamma Yep. Yep. Over Chopin. <laughs> <laughs> Over a little Bach. Over a little Bach. I am now picturing the most ridiculous scenario I think I've ever pictured of like me at a piano playing like Mary had a little lamb poorly <laughs> for like de- 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 like plunking it out too like the happy birthday song like you're on a recorder and then Joe coming in like Jack from The Shining just like I was imagining The Shining like that entire time because it's like yeah the insanity I can't do this anymore too much too much there is a there's a pretty incredible mansion that's in Portland that I actually have a close connection to because my grandmother was a pretty big donor mm. to the Portland Museum of Art and oh, they cool. took over the McClellan Suite Mansion. It's part of the art museum, but they kept it preserved as this old mansion estate, basically. Right. Um. So it has a lot of the it has display cases with like the old plates and you know artifacts and so that people can walk through and be mm-hmm. like here's and experience a little taste what it was like. of what it was like right. mm-hmm. that's really cool um but it's said to be haunted by several of its former owners mm-hmm. and my I, I mean i never had a chance to ask my grandmother about that although she was very straight and narrow and i'm quite certain she would have been like no nothing weird ever happened here yeah just um, it. <laughs> but a lot of the employees have found the sealed museum display cases messed up 
Ooh. which you can't do without a right, key right yep yeah. um they've uh-huh. seen they've watched like you guys were talking about the sign turning on mm-hmm. in here they have watched lights turn on and off eh. um and then the worst. they've experienced really drastic room temperature changes mm. to the point where they can see their breath it's 90 degrees outside it's always that the happened ticket. to us yeah yeah did we, it in ooh. her old apartment my old apartment that i lived with uh, with robin yeah and we did an investigation. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll show you right the clip later. But we, I mean, I've never felt anything like it. No, I felt like kind of like, oh, life. I think the temperature may have dropped. But this was like someone was blasting an air on conditioner on our legs. Like you could reach out and feel it. And it was like, do you feel like I, I my like mind was blown. Yeah, you could feel the change. And then we even took the um the temperature or the, the thermometer. And I was like, we're going to measure it. When we went to the next room, I was like, if that happens again, know that this is 72 degrees. And when it was happening, you could like turn the thermometer on. You saw it. It was like 71, 70, 69, Dropping 68, down. 67. And only in a spot yeah, and we were like, ah. where we felt And then the when breeze. it finally like stopped, we measured it again. It was like back to 72 degrees. It was yeah. It was so wild. I've never That's experienced so anything wild. like it. Me either. And, and in I, the video, you see us all react at the same time. Like, oh my gosh, our legs are freezing. It was so bizarre. Yeah. And the Ooh, fact that it was me. like, it wasn't like the whole room got cold. It was like something was standing in front of us that was like putting off cold, cold. air. Right. It was like, oh, that was it was like creepy. Part of my life. Abominable snowman. Yes. <laughs> and again, like I creature. don't, like I was saying earlier, I don't experience stuff that often. Like Ashley has had many experiences in her life and I only have like a handful. And so that like to feel that temperature change was like, how, why, when? Nope, nope, nope. nope. <laughs> how, why, when? No, no, no. <laughs> I've got I'm like so many. It's too many. I have so I many love things. This. <laughs> no, it's so fun. So in Portland, Maine, there is the Time and Temperature Building, which mm. is in downtown Portland, and it's one of the older buildings in in Portland. Portland is the biggest city in Maine for anybody okay. who doesn't know. Oh, it's not. not the capital. The capital is Augusta, but I Portland is like from the school. hub. Okay, and that's where it. It's actually really increasing in population right now. A lot of people our age and our generation are moving there because it's such a cool city and yeah and it's small enough where you're like it's a small town but it's also a city and i don't feel totally isolated yeah that's awesome it's a really cool spot um but in the time and temperature building they have an elevator ghoul basically oh so the elevators act and tons of people have reported this but the elevators act as if they have a mind of their own and several of the employees there have seen a woman dart out of the elevator and like run down a hallway. And when they went to follow Chase, there was nobody there. Yeah. Are, th- so, are stairs an option? I don't know if they have. Um, I like, mean, they've got I to for take fire those escape. Right. Like, Guess who's not taking the elevator? So they There's also like have seen in the elevators, the panel symbols will right. change in the elevator. So they won't make sense. They won't be just normal floor numbers. Oh, God. Um, and security, this is the creepiest part to me. Security has rewatched footage when an employee comes out and complains that the elevators are malfunctioning. And in the in the rewatched camera footage, even though the employee swears that they were alone in the elevator, you can see a woman Aye. in the elevator with them. <laughs> yeah. I'm so upset by yeah. that. <laughs> I was reading that alone in my house last night and I was like, 
nope no nope. my face just turned so sour <laughs> i don't want you to continue with any more stories that's so that's so disturbing. scary it almost seems like it's like a portal to another dimension the fact that the actual readout of the numbers yeah. on the right change it's like uh what was that stephen king again of course uh of course room yeah because 1408 main scary yeah, yeah. 1408 it's the yeah. same way right. it's like how where is this like, changing wait, this? i just there was a window what? here and mm-hmm. now it's a just a wall yeah i just realized i don't i didn't know that 1408 was stephen king i should have guessed because it very story. much seems like him but i just remember seeing john cusack in that movie right isn't that's it a great yeah. movie yeah, yeah. john yeah. cusack really and samuel l jackson i did Super not realize great. that that's a solid movie dude it's a short story and i think it's called 1408 actually um but it's the short story is incredible and honestly they did a good job with the movie there's a couple gripes and i have but we don't need to get into that right now (laughs) always books always better okay i'll this is like happier kind of happier happier kind of of. still haunted but it's the story of the show on this this note and and then i can i can tell you guys some personal stuff but so you can't be a New England town without a ghost ship, right? <gasps> and there's a movie like the called movie? Ghost Ship, <laughs> which that's Not garbage, but <laughs> yeah, no, it's very bad. So uh, there was a there was a ship built in uh, early 1800s called the Dash, and okay. it was a, a big schooner, so a very large sailboat. Because mm-hmm. at that time of human history, that's what you built. Yeah. Um, we didn't do a lot of metalworking when it came to boats yet. So the Dash uh, was a pretty impressive boat. She began as a trade runner. And also, I don't know if you guys know, but boats are always female. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I did know that. And yeah. cars. I was going to say and cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so she began as a trade ship and she would run you know, goods up and down the coast and then happened to encounter a British man of war. Uh, on one of her trade runs and destroyed it basically oh, wow. and then she became sort of this piratey ship for mm. the u.s navy because we didn't really have much of a navy in the early 1800s right and they were basically like yes any boat that you can you think you can take on right. take them on so then they became this sort of crusader boat that would destroy and they had a record of 15 to none so they hey. they destroyed 15 british ships only two years later she was challenged to a race with another well, you know, well ship, known, well-known ship. ship that thought that they could take her. Um, so they set off on this race and the dash, of course, was faster and just took off and disappeared out of sight and was never seen again. <gasps> oh, wow. So there was no physical trace, uh, no wreckage, no bodies, nothing like that. But for the next 130 years, folks along the Harpswell coast or in Harpswell Harbor, would see the ghost ship coming into the harbor, beelining as if it was going to crash into land. And then as soon as it looked like it was going to crash into land, it would disappear again. Oh, and man. so the last documented uh, record of the ship was in 1942. During World War II, a blip appeared on Navy radar, and they thought it was a German U-boat. So they sent out two ships into the fog, always the fog, always. to investigate. The warships never officially found anything where the blip was, but... There were eyewitnesses that saw two modern Navy ships chasing after an old wooden schooner that disappeared into the mist. Oh, Oh, goodness gracious. That couple had to be brought in and basically downloaded and 
told you didn't see anything. Right. There wasn't anything there. Oh, we tried to find gosh. the blip. There was no boat. Yeah. Yeah. Like you were wrong. Right. You didn't see us. It's like when yeah. you're in the military oh and you report a UFO and they're like, they're like do you want to report a UFO? Because if you do, your life's going to be a lot worse. Yeah. They're going to have to call like, you in. They're going to be and uh, convince you that you did you? not see a UFO. So you just tell me right now you it. didn't see a UFO. Yep. Good Boof. gravy. Yeah. Good gravy. <laughs> Boof is what we say now. Boof. It's just the sound that came out. That's Boof. Dash? dash. The dash. The dash. Yeah. And Man. the couple recounted seeing the dash on the side right. of the boat. Like they knew oh, for sure. Mama. Yeah. That's like they said, really oh no, crazy. we saw a schooner called the dash. Ah! No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. You shut up. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they were mean about it either. I think they were just like, no, we we gave chase to a blip, but yeah, we, we never saw anything. It. So yeah. like the, the two boats chasing the other boat weren't actually chasing anything. They were just chasing after a blip. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Ghost ships. Ghost Hey, Wyatt. Oh, hey, Jake. You ever get so scared you giggle? Yeah, yes, I do. Huh. Well, you ever giggled so hard you learned? Totally. Really? In that case, you ever learned so much you got scared? Yes. And if you're like me, you should check out Super Duper Stitious, a comedy podcast about the science of the spooky. I'm Jake. And I'm Wyatt. We're a couple of scientists with a fondness for the creepy and the strange. Join us as we tell tales of the bizarre before breaking things down through the power of science. Do we have an answer for everything? No. But we do have a great time pondering it all, and hopefully you will too. The laugh, you'll learn, you'll love it. Check out Super Duper Stitious anywhere podcasts are found. We'll see you there. See ya. All right. So, personal, personal stories. stories. <laughs> no, this is great. <laughs> um, and again, like, I talked to my parents. You called everyone in your I family today. in my family. Yeah. I was like, I got it. You have to tell me more. So, uh, when I was little, and I think I said this the last time, we lived in Richmond, Maine, and we lived in an old colonial house. Right. Um, well, my mom let me know today that that house actually used to be broken into three separate living units. Oh. And the back part of the house, which is a part of the house that I had a recurring nightmare about, used to actually be on the side of the house. So they like took an entire portion of the house and relocated it to the back. What in the world? Yeah. It was kind of, I mean, it was an interesting, we had three different staircases in the house. There was one kind of a main staircase off the front entryway. Right. There was a side staircase that was where a portion, that portion of the house had been. Okay. But then that got relocated to the back and then there was a back staircase behind it. Okay. And I, there was a staircase, the side staircase we never, ever used. But my mom today was telling me that she used to hear footsteps up and down that staircase no. all the time. Okay. Constantly. All the time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, good. Because awesome. I, and that staircase would come it it went from it ran from the dining room downstairs up to our guest bedroom and i had a, a really good friend named marianne who every time she tried to stay the night we would always stay in the guest bedroom because there were two beds instead right. of my room where there was only one and every single time we tried to stay in that room she would get up in the middle of the night and go home and leave because she was so she was freaked out. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it all makes sense. Been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like you experienced that I've, with all your friends, didn't yeah. you? 
Like, hey, Only one saw, uh, really popular girl. girl who stayed the night. And I was really excited that this popular girl was staying the night. And she went home crying at like two in the morning and never came back. Oh Didn't she see the like, little girl well, that was it. in your house? She heard she, like, her crying and like talking and playing in the other room while we were all sleeping. Well, and that's unfortunate. Her like we it. woke up and she was crying and she was like, I'm leaving. And we yeah. were like, what? Oh, yeah. She was like, no, Marianne left mom. in tears it was every like, single what? Every single night she my, tried to stay the night. My oh, life's God. over. <laughs> yeah. My social life's done. <laughs> the pie <laughs> here's ghosts in my house. <laughs> oh, she never came back. Okay. Um, and my mom, my mom also let me know that they found like a bunch of leftover stuff in the attic and the basement and my mom who is like the toughest woman i know did not like going to she wouldn't go down in the basement by herself she hated it oh yeah yeah that's like, when you that's know great. when someone who's like very non no nonsense <laughs> when they won't do it like, it's like no, things I'm are fine. bad yeah <laughs> yeah things are bad. i actually and- read something about um main houses i mean not just maine but like especially older older new houses england, in new colonial, england yeah. um is that a lot of times when you're renovating a place you'll find pairs of shoes in the walls and that was when they were building these houses mm-hmm. they would put shoes in the, it was like good luck mm-hmm. to put a pair of shoes in your walls hmm. So when you're like renovating a house and you find that, you're like, what the fuck? Why are there shoes in my house? It was like, is there a body attached to these shoes? That would be my first thought. I'd be like, where's the skeleton? Where's the body? Wore these shoes. shoes. Yeah. They would just like, for good luck, put them in the walls of the house. Wow. Weird. I never heard that. That's crazy. I think it's just like an old timey thing. I don't think it's like specifically New England, but right. New England has the it's oldest old-timey. places in the yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure in our country. So that okay. house, though, or the town that first town that I lived in when I was tiny, Richmond, was like an old Russian immigrant town. So oh. it had a lot of history of people escaping persecution in Russia coming into this town and right. living there. So the energy there was a little weird, I feel like, anyways. Yeah, and then there was an island happened. across. There was like a little river um, across from the town square. And there was an island over there called Swan Island that had an established outpost town mm-hmm. that had been abandoned for 100 years, something like that. And we would take field trips over there. And I remember going over there with my parents and nope like doors would slam and you can chalk it up to the wind and things like that of yeah. course but it's still i mean all of the houses were abandoned and there were full houses a full it was a full yeah. town that was just empty and apparently i found out today uh from may through october i found out so many things you today. Learned so much today um from may through october you can go camp out there if you want to for funsies no. i don't think i will not funsies that is Uh the beginning of a horror movie i was gonna say you're just asking for trouble you're asking for trouble you're at least and you can go in the buildings and i mean they're not it's not like anything's locked up or right you can just wander through (sighs) okay yep so the house that my dad lived in um in freeport which was the house next to the cemetery there was a part of the house that used to creep me out completely and I could see every time I closed my eyes I could see the same image of a figure a young girl standing in the backyard just staring up at my bedroom window and I would not ever ever open those blinds and there were a couple I mean I would mow the lawn in the summer and I would force my dad whenever I had to go to that back corner to mow to open all of his office windows 
all of the blinds and talk to me while I was back there because I was so convinced, convinced yeah. that there was somebody there. Oh my gosh. I I can't explain it and I don't know why that's what I saw, but there was somebody there. Yeah. Period. Like it was the creepiest you know thing it. ever. Um and then also so my family has um they have a piece of property on the coast of Maine. And uh I go there every year. I'm going there in like two weeks, which I'm super excited for. But there was one night I was there a couple of years ago with my ex. And we had been drinking a little tequila, like hanging out, whatever, playing Scrabble because there's nothing else. You know, like you yeah. play board games <laughs> and card games, which is amazing. Yeah. It's such yeah. a nice break. And we went into one of the other rooms to like make the bed and unpack a few things and came back out. And there was a new word on the Scrabble board Shut that neither of us had. Your damn mouth. <laughs> and I swear it wasn't us. Like there's. I I can I swear to you up and down it was not a word that either of us had put on that board because we had walked from there into the other room together and then back into yeah, that we room together each other and both of our little Scrabble blocks had all of their letters. What? Yeah. What was the word? Do you remember? It started with a Z. It was like Zephyr or like Zenith. It was something with a Z. Random right. with a Z. Oh yeah. goodness! Yeah. And I was like, I I'm not that. sleeping. Tonight, no, I would never sleep <laughs> <Great>. again. <laughs> oh my god, this is perfect. Yeah, that's something straight out of a movie. Yeah, so that was super creepy. I I have a quick story about my. It's not Maine, but my grandparents' house because that just reminded me that like I don't understand why I have this image of this little girl mm-hmm. like looking into my room or my window or whatever. But in my grandparents' house. Before my grandfather died, for whatever reason, the upstairs, there was something off. I mm. couldn't go up there. Mm-mm. And that's where our bedroom was when we stayed the night there. So I had to have my little sister with my little sister. I had to have my little sister with me. I didn't like sleeping up there. Like we slept in the same bed, even though there's two bedrooms, because yeah. we were like, I'm you not into needed this. needed to be with each other. And then after like we got old enough that we weren't staying the night at my grandparents' house anytime my parents wanted to have sex. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, th- there was a bathroom up there. That That's where the bathroom was. There was no bathroom on like the mid-level. So if you want to go to the bathroom, you had to go up there. Mm-mm. And I swear to you, every time I went up there, you'd walk up this the stairs and then turn right and there was like a little hallway area with a closet and then there was the bathroom. And I would be okay. And then as soon as I got to the top of the stairs and had to turn right to go to the bathroom, I would run into the bathroom and shut the door behind me yeah. because I felt something right behind me the whole time. You just yeah. knew something and it was, was there. And it was off. It made me sick. Yeah. I would literally hold my pee. I would Ugh. be hurting because I had to pee so bad because I didn't want to go up there. Right. One time I got so spooked that I accidentally, like as I was going to the bathroom, I was moving so fast, I knocked a plant off the windowsill and like bust, like broke, broke. the no. planter because I was so shook oh. up. After my grandpa died, which he didn't die, he died in the basement. Mm-hmm. He didn't die upstairs. After mm-hmm. he died, I never felt bad up there again. Interesting. Whoa. Ever. I wonder what that's about. I don't know. I never felt negative. Like, I remember being, because I was. He was like, I got you. We're clearing this out. Yeah, it was almost out. like he was wow. like, it's fine. He cleared it out. Weird. Yeah. And I, because my grand, it wasn't my grandpa. Right. Like, he was right. the sweetest man in the whole world. But right. yeah. Yeah. After he passed away, because I, I didn't get to go home for the funeral, I got to go home and see him. 
like right before he passed away, but I didn't get to fly back again a week later after he passed. But when I went home again later that year, I remember being so nervous. I didn't want to go upstairs. I didn't want to go to the bathroom. It was already hard being there because he wasn't there. Right. And when I did go up there, I was like, it's gone. It feels fine. Yeah. Yeah. I can can go to the bathroom in peace. It's such a remarkable. And I used to, I mean, up until college age like 18 19 years old when my dad was still at that house before he and my stepmother moved in to the same place um I would I remember being alone in the house for like a week and I I've been alone I lived by myself like right. I've yeah. I'm really good at being on my own I'm not it doesn't freak me out but I would leave dinner from my grandparents in Poundle Maine and then drive home and park my car in the garage and there we had like a little winter porch between the garage and the main house and that winter porch looked out on that back corner that freaked me out and I would have my key ready to go and like race into the house and lock the door and that yeah. was the only way I felt so comfortable you didn't and even I want to like have it in your view no I couldn't I, <laughs> can't and I can't explain me. it I mean it was no I get that. almost 10 years I think of feel like seeing that there was some little girl there in the corner looking yeah. up at me that wow. I can't explain Oh, yeah. Isn't that weird. That's yeah. so weird. Yeah. And and it wasn't even necessarily that I felt that like it was a negative presence or I was in any danger. It's just I felt it was behind there. me. It was there. Yeah, something was and there. And so I was like, yeah. I have to go. I have to go. Well, like you wouldn't anticipate a, a little girl being a yeah, you problem. Wouldn't be I don't think of her. I don't think she was trying to do anything bad if but it actually but it just the felt thought that like something's watching me or something yeah, can see that me. just is like, there all the no. time, 24-7, never leaving Ooh. in the corner. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> My stepmother told me today that she in the house that they're staying now, she goes and walks every day along the coast by herself. And the first couple of weeks that she was there, she found herself turning around thinking that somebody was behind her. And this has continued. They've been there now for nine months. Uh-huh. And so she wants to start asking some of the other houses just to see if there was somebody who lived right. in that yeah, area because it's a really private. There's It's like five little houses on the point um, just to see if somebody passed away relatively right. recently because she feels like there's she just feels like there's a woman walking with her behind her not in a bad way way. threatening way at all but but she has that feeling that you get when you're like oh somebody's behind nobody's behind me Mm. somebody nope she should ask (laughs) she needs to look into that yeah if they felt that while walking yeah has anyone had the feeling and does anyone know the history you always run the risk of like feeling like a crazy person though i know a little bit (laughs) with our apartment i've wanted to ask um uh the woman on the end irene i've wanted to ask her did someone die here? She's been here for like 14 years. Like she'll uh, know. If yeah, she yeah, would yeah. know, but I also don't want to be like, because I've seen ghosts. Right. Because I saw things. Although I feel like she's the kind of cool older woman that would be like, oh, honey. Let me, let me tell, tell you, you a story, story or two. But I also, there's always that weird kind of t- like feeling that someone's going to think you're I oh, think you gotta go for yeah. it. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. You gotta go for it, too. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta like, know. I'm You'll just regret gonna, it. Just gotta ask. She's gonna put this Throw out there. Out there. Yeah. Yeah. died here. <laughs> Throw it out there. Throw it <laughs> back at me ask. if you want. Am I actually crazy or is this, a, this, this valid? <laughs> yeah, just approach her. Don't give any pre-information. Just yeah. like, does someone die here? <laughs> come at her hard. Yeah, come at her hard. Just put some confetti in her face, too. Does like, <laughs> someone die here? Poof. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh so my dad when he was younger there's two stories and this is a this is like a historic house that you can actually 
look up. It's in Hollowell, Maine, okay. which already sounds like a gross town. Right. And there yeah, were, it sounds old. I remember being, when I was little, we used to go there and we would go hiking in the woods outside of Hollowell. Beautiful woods. But I always called, I think I called them like the giant woods or the fairy woods or something, something that a four-year-old would call them because I found a rusty nail, like this half of my body. The okay. biggest nail I had ever seen in my life. Was it some sort of like railroad? Like, yeah, I'm like, maybe. I mean, it doing? looked kind of like a, yeah. yeah. But in my child brain, I was like, it's magic. Everything's magic. <laughs> <laughs> and we were, you know, it was like the fall and all the colors are gorgeous. Oh and it just, God. everything feels like it's not quite real. And you, yeah. it's a secluded enough town that there's not a lot of noise. And the woods just feel really beautiful and peaceful. But Hollowell has some creepy houses. And my dad remembers going to this house because one of his friends lived there many times and having dinner and basically immediately calling his parents and being like, you have to come get me. Something is not right in this yeah, house. Like here. Yeah. But my grandfather had a very, very good friend whose name was D. And D's family had a farm out in Mount Vernon, Maine. And his son got really sick one year and was sick in bed. And like my dad went to visit once, I think. And this is their story. But this the kid d's kid had in his room there was a big like floor to ceiling mirror Mm -hmm. and the mirror was positioned in such a way that you could see the rocking chair on the other side of the room oh and i don't like it already (laughs) rookie move (laughs) rookie move never let a mirror face in (laughs) he remembers looking in the mirror and seeing his grandmother sitting in the rocking chair rocking and then looking back at the rocking chair it was empty and realizing that his grandmother had, like, she had been dead right. for a long time. Like, right. long enough time that she shouldn't be sitting in the rocking That's chair. That's something that you, that takes a minute for you to remember. Right, mm. where you're like, oh, hey. Mm. Like, wait, <laughs> wait, Even when I a minute. have dreams sometimes. Yes. And mm-hmm. my grandpa's in my dream or my grandma's mm-hmm. in my dream. I and I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah I'm too. like sitting yeah, in yeah. a room with them. And then I'm like, wait a I'm second. I'm dreaming. <laughs> yeah. It takes you out of it. Yeah. Like, they, wait, you're not, and she oh, looks I'm like she's 35. Yeah. yeah. And Weird. also, I'm Hold purple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I have no hands. And I have no hands. <laughs> I don't have hands. Wait. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. Also, seriously, though, rookie move. Mm-hmm. You have a mirror. Well, also, a fl- why do you have a, a rocking mirror? chair in your bedroom? I, yeah. Why do you no, don't, no, 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 no. What is that old time for trouble? You're, you're just. Every scary movie. There's like a weird rocking chair. chair. There's a rocking chair and there's a doll, a clown doll. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That's so true. All of them. So many clown dolls. Well, my sister was just on the podcast for our creepy children episode. One of her stories of her daughter seeing things was the rocking chair in the nursery. She yeah, keeps well. looking at it and waving hello. And it's like, yep, yep. that's what you get. Yeah, yep. Well, that's what you get for being a comfortable mom. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you rock your child to sleep in that chair? My mom also lived close to Blue Hill. Where I had mentioned, not Blue Blueberry Hill, Hill. Blue Hill. Uh, and she lived in an old barn that had been a schoolhouse before that that had been converted. So many things wrong with this statement to begin with. And she, she again, she lived there with a, a dear friend of hers named John Baird, who is a was a well known artist, kind of in that time period. And she and my father's brother, so my uncle recall on the property because like they used to hang out so my uncle was married to a woman named leslie and all of them would hang out and they remember seeing figures walking around the property Mm. and having lights flicker and hearing voices and doors slamming and all of the things that you expect to hear in that kind of haunted situation and she 
she was basically like, I was only there as long as I needed to be. And then I was out. She was like, that was probably the creepiest place that she ever remembered living. Wow. I can't imagine yeah. moving anywhere and then them being like, this used to be a schoolhouse. I'd be like, well, I used to be interested in living here. <laughs> yep. And now, now I'm headed out. Now I'm not. <laughs> That's nice. Goodbye. 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 There was a place that, um, so Joe and I will, okay, Joe will <laughs> look at different apartments or houses or whatever available uh, in different cities that he's interested in moving yeah. to. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. It makes me anxious. Um, <laughs> because like he's like, look, we could live here, and I'm like, well, then we have to pack up the apartment. I'm I'm anxiety, so I can't uh, fantasize about fun things. But he does, and there was one place that he found in Salem, Massachusetts, yes. which like fucking Duh. okay, and it <laughs> is sign me up. Uh, I know, right? It's apartments, but it used to be a prison. Oh, okay. no. And I was you like, you cannot no. live there. No. <laughs> it was like, I'm a, that's a, especially because Joe gets, veto that. Yeah. Joe gets so no. scared Joe's by the shadow cat. man that lives in your <laughs> yeah, apartment Joe already can't. that it's like, what do you think you're going to do in the prison apartment, sir? <laughs> the last, in the last episode, I made him tell the story of uh-huh. the shadow man because mm-hmm. I was like, I want you to tell it because you're the skeptic. Like, if I tell it, like, I want you, you to tell it. it from Joe's <laughs> and he point was of like, view. I don't I don't get excited about this stuff. I I'm just like, why can't I just sit in my home? Right. <laughs> why he got his me? knife out because he <laughs> thought he had to go kill an intruder. Like you can't live in a prison you can't apartment. Live in an old prison? No. That's like living in an old insane asylum. Exactly. This used I think to be an asylum. The but negative energy in both there are of those a couple places. prisons and asylums. I mean, there's just so many places in Maine, it's not even funny, but there are a couple of prisons and asylums that have been converted into either factories or like partial live work lofts and things like that. Yeah. And I'm just, nope. No. No. I know what happened yeah, there. Good. Yeah. I know what's happening I now. I don't need to live there. No. <laughs> no. That's all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. Can you believe how many stories Kate has? Maine is an old, creepy-ass place, and I'm obsessed. Huge shout out to Kate for joining us once again and sharing all of those tales. She's the best. You can follow her on Instagram at KateAboutTown. And if you're brave enough to travel back to season one before we had good sound equipment, you can check out her first episode with us, episode 30, The Dark Kate Rises, where we discuss real life superhumans. So big thanks to Kate and big thanks to you, our wonderful listeners. We love you oh so much, especially our patrons. Patrons of the show donate money to us on our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast. And in return, they receive bonus episodes and monthly newsletters and shout outs on the show. So today we need to give a huge shout out to our newest patrons, Brandy Belchick, Jake and Wyatt of the Super Duperstitious podcast, who you heard a promo for earlier in the episode. Tori Beret, Jana, Nikki Zarnecki, Megan Myers, Shannon Manarchia, and Lindsay Largent. And to all of our longtime patrons, we love you as well. Follow us on social media at Keep It Weirdcast across all platforms. Send us your strange and unusual stories and tune in next week for part two of this Hometown Haunts trip to Maine. And remember, 
If you and your husband ever move into a lighthouse and bring your piano, make sure you bring extra sheet music. We'll see you next week. Keep it weird. Tunk it chummy.